You're listening. You're listening to a University of Kentucky. University of Kentucky. College of Arts and Sciences podcast. Few class titles are more loaded than this fall's psychology course, The Meaning of Life. Leading the examination of this packed topic will be Professor Will Gervais. In the class, students can expect to explore the psychology and evolution of religious and moral beliefs through studies of cognitive and evolutionary science. What does that mean? Well, think of it this way. Discussions and debates over whether or not God exists have been around for centuries and centuries. But in this class, Gervais will be encouraging students to ask different questions. Why do people believe what they believe? And how does that shape our society? In this podcast, Professor Gervais discusses his class and how now, more than ever, it's important that we use the tools of science to examine the roles of religion and morality. I'm Will Gervais. I'm a new faculty member in the psychology department, and I'm in social psychology, and most of my research, I try to look at people's sort of core belief systems. So why do people have certain types of religious or moral beliefs? And you're teaching a class this fall called The Meaning of Life. You want to tell us more about that? Yeah, sure. So I'll be teaching a large 300-level class for non-majors called The Meaning of Life, uh, where we're looking at psychology and evolution of religious and moral beliefs in people. So it's really an attempt to look at what what our best, most cutting-edge science can tell us about why people have the types of religious and moral beliefs that they have. What can people expect in your class that will be different than what they would expect under a philosophy class with the same title? Sure. Um, yeah, you could certainly see a lot of these topics cropping up in, say, a philosophy class uh, where, you know, for centuries people have been talking about, well, what is moral? What is immoral? Is there a God? Is there not a God? For my class, instead of asking those questions about whether or not these concepts exist or whether they're true, uh, we'll be looking more at questions of why people believe what they believe in moral and religious domains. Um, So I think one important thing is that we'll be approaching this not in terms of trying to figure out who's right or who's wrong about these various topics, but rather looking at sort of the broader influences that shape where all of us stand on these issues. Uh, So we'll be looking at cognitive science, evolutionary science, trying to figure out why it is that some people are religious, some people aren't religious. Why do people hold very different moral opinions? How is it that people's moral and religious opinions can bring communities together sometimes and also cause conflict between different communities? What are some of those reasons? We'll be taking a bit of a look at evolutionary psychology. So this is the idea that we've been shaped by billions of years of evolution, and evolution hasn't just shaped our physical bodies, but it also has shaped our minds. Uh, So there's actually a lot of research out there indicating that certain sort of evolved core cognitive dispositions actually predispose people to, for instance, have an easy time thinking about supernatural concepts. Um, Above and beyond that, uh, there are certainly huge cultural influences. So where you grow up, who you grow up around, that's going to determine a lot of what types of beliefs you hold. Um, Yeah, so we'll really be looking at that interplay of evolution and culture. What kind of work can students expect to be doing in the class? Um, Rather than having a textbook or a set of sort of dry assigned readings, uh, we're actually picking two recent popular science books, uh, one tackling morality, one tackling religion. In class, uh, we'll have a lot of illustrations of actually some of the cool experiments that have led people to the conclusions that we're reaching about morality and religion. Uh, You mentioned some of the experiments. Could you maybe, like, give us an idea of one of those, of what are people actually doing in this kind of field? 
So there's been a lot of interesting work in morality looking at people's sort of core moral intuitions. Uh, and people tend to have really reliable intuitions about things. So, for instance, uh, if you have a, a situation where uh, you're standing in front of a train track and you see there's a runaway train and it's going to plow into f uh, five people on the track, it's going to kill them, what can you do? So it turns out you're standing next to a switch and you could flip the switch and it'll redirect the train down a different track. Unfortunately, there's one person on that track. So the question is, would you flip this switch? If you think about it for a second, most people say, yeah, sure, I, I guess I'd be willing to flip the switch. I'd prefer not to kill the one person, but it saves five lives. Um, in that situation, most people have the intuition that it is okay to, unfortunately, kill the one person to save five. But you can tinker with that scenario just a little bit. So now let's say instead of standing by a switch, you're standing on a bridge over the tracks. And there's no alternative track with one person on it, but instead you're standing next to this large man. Uh, so you could stop this runaway train if you throw the large man in front of it. Um, unfortunately, the large man's going to die, but this saves five people. So should you throw the large man in front of the train? In this situation, most people say no, even though I'm still killing one person to save five. I'm, I'm not willing to take that type of an act. Here it's that emotional response that's actually changing people's moral intuitions rather than any sort of a utilitarian calculation about lives saved versus lost. Most people would agree that religion and morality are two of the most important things in their lives, and people tend to really kind of dig in and really strongly hold their religious and moral views. And for a long time within science, we've kind of treated these as off-limit topics. So we're not supposed to have scientists meddling in religious matters. But since religion and morality are so important and science is the best tool as a species we've figured out for learning how the world works, I think it's more important now than ever for people to actually apply science to understanding how religion and morality work. And this class is basically going to be uh, a quick exposition of some of what we've learned so far. Thanks for listening, and thanks to the College of Arts and Sciences and the Department of Psychology for making this podcast possible.